0: Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up Dolphins fans and welcome to this Thursday, April 1st edition of Locked On Dolphins. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today may be April Fool's. But Jamar Chase's Pro Day results yesterday were no freaking joke. Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Welcome to the Jamar Chase Deep Dive. Director of Scouting of the com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire. And we're going to talk about Jamar Chase because yesterday on the show, we talked about Kyle Pitts and... It turned out to have a lot of great feedback. It was very topical with Kyle Pitts also having his pro day yesterday. Kyle Pitts, by the way, at 5'5", five, five 245 pounds, ran four 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 with a 10'9", broad jump. Unbelievable athleticism from Kyle Pitts. And if you missed yesterday's show, I'd highly encourage you to go back and listen because each one of the top four pass catchers were going to build the argument for and against drafting that player. And of course, the Dolphins are somewhat to some degree at the mercy of the two teams in front of them in the draft order, the Atlanta Falcons at four and the Cincinnati Bengals at five. And you heard it all day yesterday on your Twitter timelines The Dolphins traded back to six, and they've traded themselves out of two blue-chip players. The Falcons are going to take Pitts at four, and the Bengals are going to take Chase at five, and the Dolphins are going to be left with scraps. Well, pump the brakes, because Atlanta's still going to have a very strong market for the number 4 pick. Atlanta themselves, depending on which quarterback is there, may end up taking a quarterback themselves, Cincinnati may still take Penny Sewell. The writing on the wall is the organization is trending towards Penny Sewell, but Joe Burrow is going to make his case for Jamar Chase. So we'll see. The Dolphins made this move, trading back from 3-12 to and up to 6, with anticipation on what the league's climate was for those picks. Will it go up in smoke and blow up in their face? Maybe. But let's wait until it does before we pull the panic cord and hit ejection button on this decision from the Dolphins to trade out a three. And even if they do, even if you do see Pitts at four and Chase at five, you have three really good players at your disposal in Pene Sewell, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. And of course, you'll have teams, depending on what quarterbacks are available in the event that only three come off the board in the top five, you will have... Detroit at 7, Carolina at 8, Denver at 9, plus anything else that may come down the way. Of course, the Dolphins, they made a move with the anticipation, but maybe they did have one guy in mind, and maybe that guy does come off the board, so maybe they do parlay into more picks with a move down, depending on how the board breaks. There's a lot of ways this can go, guys. So that's why we're going to do our due diligence, and we're going to talk about all four of the top pass catchers. Argument for and against. Yesterday was Pitts, today is Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase shows up at LSU's Pro Day yesterday after having not participated in the 2020 season. And the end result was brilliant from Jamar Chase. He showed up at six foot and three eighths of an inch. He was 201 pounds, so good size. He ran a 4.38 unofficial with a 41 inch vertical jump. I saw 11 feet in the broad, and I also saw 3.98 in the short shuttle. Now, here's an important distinguishment to make. Jamar Chase can be athletic and dynamic without being superbly polished. I think that's important to acknowledge when you look at his 2019 breakout season with Joe Burrow and Joe Brady as the uh, passing coordinator there at LSU. He was 19 years old. Very raw kid. So it's encouraging when you look at his resume and you look at the production that he put on tape, you understand how young he was, you understand he didn't play this past year, to see just how athletically dynamic he is really helps your argument and case to build with Jamar Chase can become the kind of receiver that the Dolphins and Tua Tungavaloa would need based on the trends that Tua Valoa showed as a passer in 2020 with some of the separation issues in hand. There's room for growth with Jamar Chase, and that's scary. That's really scary because you look at Jamar Chase's production, 1,780 yards in 2019, 21.2 yards per catch, and 20 touchdowns. And that's as a raw 19-year-old kid. Okay, you can start to get excited about what he can bring to the table. So how would he fit in this offense? I think that's that's the the most pressing question. He would immediately become the best athlete the Dolphins have in their pass catching room. The same could be said for Kyle Pitts, yes, just a different kind of athlete. This is not a six foot five, two hundred and fifty-pound matchup nightmare. This is six foot 201 standard wide receiver size with a really explosive athletic skill set. And I think your argument and case for Jamar Chase has to start with his style of play. He plays aggressive. He is a bully in all dynamics of the game. And you think about what the Dolphins have gravitated towards. On both sides of the line of scrimmage, in the trenches, they want players who are going to push you around and play physical football. It's why they're attached to Najee Harris. It's why they tried to make the Jordan Howard signing work. It's why they went out and they signed Malcolm Brown in the offensive backfield. They want to play a physical brand of football. And more so than Devontae Smith, more so than Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase of the wide receivers is that player. He broke 22 tackles in 2019. 22. You think about how, how big of an issue Dolphins players had the last two years with creating after the catch. Jamar chased 22 broken tackles. That is impressive. Yards after catch per reception, according to Pro Football Focus in 2019, 8.1 yards after catch per reception. I believe I saw the figure for Will Fuller, who they signed in free agency, was six yards after catch. There's nobody else on the Dolphins roster that's putting up those kinds of numbers. Next gen stats, you want to find Miami Dolphins players? Jakeem Grant had 4.8 yards after catch per reception. Mike Isecki, 3.8. Devontae Parker, 3 on the dot. Isaiah Ford, 2.9. Those are the only qualifying receivers for the Dolphins. Jamar Chase in 2019, obviously a very different style of offense, 8.1. You can extrapolate. Targets 20-plus yards down the field. Jamar Chase on targets 20-plus yards down the field in 2019. He was 24 of 36 with 14 touchdowns on targets beyond Twenty yards in distance, and the vast majority of those were vertical shots that came on the perimeter with him running the red line and stacking guys outside. 860 yards on 24 receptions and 14 touchdowns in 2019. How do the Dolphins stack up in this regard? More specifically, how does Tua Tonga-Vailoa stack up in this regard? SharpFootballstats.com. Has a breakdown directionally and depthwise. It's kind of a spray chart. And it is Tua Tango is passer rating to each of the three deep areas of the field, which is it does not read it at 20, it reads it at 15. 15 plus. Tua throwing to his left beyond 15 yards down field. Nine of 24. With a 72 quarterback rating. Down the middle of the field, 6 of 12. One touchdown, two interceptions. Quarterback rating of 77 on deep middle passes. And deep down the right sideline, 2 of 7 with a quarterback rating of 95. With 48 yards and a score. So um, obviously three drops from Dolphins receivers on deep areas of the field really helped bog these numbers down. Jakeem Grant, shout out. Cincinnati, Kansas City. I understand the ball against Kansas City was a little underthrown. Tua deserves some blame for that one. Uh, But the deep passing stats for Tua Tungvaloa specifically are problematic. So to have a receiver like Jamar Chase who converted 67% of his targets deep downfield beyond 20 yards in 2019, converted them and scored on 14, scored on over half of the receptions that he had is a phenomenal boost to one of the worst areas of what Tua Tunga was able to do in 2019. And then you get in 2020, and then you get his te- Jamar Chase's testing numbers, and he runs 4.3. And yeah, it's a pro day. So if you want to adjust it and add 8 tenths of a second, he still ran 4.4.5. That's plenty fast. I would have guessed he was high 4.4s right around 4.5. Maybe a little bit of home cooking for the pro day numbers with the the stopwatch, whatever. The primary takeaway here is in the vertical receiving game, Jamar Chase brings a dynamic to the Dolphins receiving core that they simply do not have. And you take into account just how much Tua tonga struggled there at times, and especially the balls that went to Jakeem Grant that required adjustments at the catch point. And Jakeem can't make him because he's 5'6", and Jamar Chase is six foot, 200 pounds, and he plays like a power forward, and he's the most dominant catch point receiver in this year's draft class, and you get really excited about what that can look like to try to stretch. Now, he doesn't have the vertical dynamic that Jalen Waddle does as far as pure speed, but there's a level of diminishing returns here that you feel comfortable with, he's going to pass the threshold and he's going to stack vertically and he can win. And if you force him to adjust to the ball, like what Jakeem Grant had to do on a number of occasions last year, he's actually capable of not only doing it, but thriving in it. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic or daily driver and you need engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet... RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs and write On" in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com. We have been telling you about our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for quite some time here on the Locked On Network. Built Bar is an amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And now is the time to find out which flavor is going to claim the title of the most delicious of the world's best protein bar, courtesy of Built Bar Madness. You can visit BuiltBar.com or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter to follow along with the Built Bar Madness Tournament pitting these flavors against one another until a champion is crowned, and remember to use the promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who claims the title of Built Bar's most delicious flavor. couple more thoughts here. A number of these statistics, courtesy of our friends at Pro Football Focus. Uh, I talked about Jamar Chase, and and adjusting to the ball in the air. 50% contested catch rate conversion rate in 2019. Every other time, it was a 50-50 ball. He literally came down to 50-50 ball. And you watched him against the likes of Clemson and Alabama, the most high-profile matchups that you can have. And those were the games in which I thought Jamar Chase really shined the most. He showed up the biggest against the best competition that Alabama had. He took 803 snaps in 2019. 105 of those came from the slot, so this was primarily an outside receiver. I think he can play in the slot. I think you can move him all around. And I do think there is a lot of room for growth with his release package against press coverage. He relied on physicality so much, and it was like if he got a couple receptions early in the game and he got in the zone, it was game over. He was just going to beat the tar out of you at the line of scrimmage if you tried to press him. So I think there's some room for growth for that dynamic for Jamar Chase. And that's the last point as far as where you're building a strong resume for the Dolphins to make a move with Jamar Chase. It's player development. This was a player who physically overwhelmed so many of his opponents, with whether it was with strength and aggression or speed in the open field or strength and and skill at the catch point. And the finer points of the game, I think you can see, and we've talked about how, and we'll get into that with the argument against Jamar Chase or or the bullet points that you would have to acknowledge and feel comfortable with. He wasn't the most dynamic separator of this group. There were a number of times in which long physical corners were able to combat him. I did think he was a player who needed to feel himself get into the rhythm of the game early. But physically speaking, he checks every box. So think about how the Dolphins have embraced developing talent, catering to physical talent and tools that cannot be taught, and worrying about the finer points of the positions and nurturing them along. Jamar Chase, just as his attitude and style of play, meshes with what the Dolphins seem to gravitate towards. His M.O. is a player who was not the most dynamic separator, who did not consistently create wide-open throwing windows, who did not consistently, on a game-to-game, week-to-week basis, defeat press coverage with consistency and timeliness, but yet still managed to have so much success because he's so physically gifted. Add all that up, sounds like a Miami Dolphins-style decision, does it not? I think so. And you know who I think Jamar Chase has the potential to be? And I'm not talking from a usage standpoint or utilization or routes that he runs, but just like who this player was for the Dolphins. Do you remember how much of a life force Jarvis Landry was when he was a member of this football team? I look at the attitude, the swagger, the demeanor. And I'm not making a physical comparison here at all because it's apples to oranges, two totally different players. But just that it factor, that that demeanor, that presence, Jamar Chase brings that same sense to the field. And I've been lukewarm on Jamar Chase as a fit for Miami relative to some of the other options. But now that you have the confirmation of just how explosive he is and it's really easy to be an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing because he didn't play this past year. But for him to show up and be in as amazing shape as he was and test the way that he did, it makes you think a little bit, especially when you consider how the Dolphins have attacked other positions in the past. But that's not to say there's not an argument or case to be made against Jamar Chase being the pick for the Dolphins. And I think the most glaring of those issues is you are welcoming a more high-variance result for the Dolphins with Tua Tagovailoa as your quarterback, with Jamar Chase versus players that he knows or a player in Kyle Pitts who I think you can use in more ways and utilize him in more spaces to generate and create more mismatches. Both of the Alabama guys, I think, are more refined as receivers. Jamar Chase may may be a more well-rounded athlete. He has the explosiveness of Jalen Waddell, but he's got more size. And he's got the production that Devontae Smith had In 2020, back in 2019, when Jamar Chase last played. But his projection and his fit to what the Dolphins saw from Tua tonga is the most murky. And that's something you have to reconcile. You have to identify. You have to understand why that happened. And you have to be comfortable that what you get from Jamar Chase even as he's growing and learning on the job, will mesh and resonate in a way that allows for a high impact starting immediately. Because Tua Tagovailo needs upgrades now. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA, college, basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, television shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all of the new scores and odds and is the best way to place your bets, plus, it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts promo code LOCKED ON. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So another dynamic here with Jamar Chase is kind of the chicken or the egg debate for the struggles of Tua Tonga passing down the field. Uh, There were only three players in the Dolphins offense in games started by Tua Tonga so starting wake week, week eight on and omitting, I believe it was week twelve against the Jets, in which Fitzpatrick started because two ahead the thumb issue. Mike Esecki was targeted deep on deep targets fifteen times. Over half of those were completed in a quarterback passer rating of ninety-three. Devontae Parker, four completions on eight attempts, no touchdowns, one interception, pass rating of fifty-three. And Jakeem Grant, 0 for 8 with an interception. Passer rating on deep targets downfield of 0. Which is not great if you're keeping score at home. That's actually quite bad. It's about as bad as you could possibly draw it up to be. And the Jakeem Grant one, that, that should come as a surprise to nobody. And kind of the conversation about the struggles there and whether or not Jalen Waddle would be a fix for that, that's a conversation for the Jalen Waddle show. But what I do know is that Devontae Parker stylistically is the receiver on the Dolphins roster that plays the most similar brand to what Jamar Chase has to offer as far as his wins at the catch point, his ability to dominate contested throws and back shoulder balls and high point catches... Jamar Chase is physically capable, despite being a smaller version, of doing all of the same things that Devontae Parker can. And and the good news is his ceiling, to be much more than that, is present. But can he do that immediately or not is the million-dollar question. And if he can't, will Tua Tonga-Valoa suddenly see the game so dramatically different that he's just going to say, ah, yeah, I need a completion. I'm going to throw it leveraged away from the defender and let Jamar win the ball. Because there was not synchrony on deeper targets for the Dolphins targeting Devontae Parker in games in which Tua Tonga was is a starting quarterback, and that should be the number one objective of the Dolphins' offense this season. So there is where the chicken and the egg dilemma lies and where you have to find the answer. Jamar Chase was extremely productive on targets vertically down the field and creating explosive plays over eight yards after catch per reception. Nearly 900 yards of offense on deep targets alone on 24 receptions, on 36 targets. Is he the chicken or is he the egg? Is Tua tonga struggles to push the ball down the field the chicken or the egg? Which one is the root of the issue? Which one will facilitate change in what the Dolphins struggled in last year? And if the answer is Jamar Chase is the egg, which means his presence is the catalyst for change, then this becomes a no-brainer decision if he's there for you. But if he's not, if Tua issues in seeing the field is the egg, and that is the catalyst that has to change, that's where my apprehension has been for Jamar Chase this entire time, is that stylistically, he might not be the best fit to come in and mesh with Tua tonga and help facilitate and build confidence in a young quarterback that clearly needs it. Jamar can be a little raw at times. But, again, he was a 19-year-old with a massive breakout season. He's only going to get better. So I know pe- people will have heard me pound the table for these Alabama wide receivers, specifically Jalen Waddle, as the right fit for the Dolphins. Jamar Chase can be a success for Miami. And in a lot of other situations that didn't have a young quarterback who showed some of the apprehensions that Tua Valoa did, Jamar Chase would be a lot higher up in the pecking order for me over the course of the past two months. But to know that he's explosive as he is, it eases that apprehension on what the ceiling might be. So as we roll the, the podcast to a close today, that's what I would leave you with is there is a pathway for Jamar Chase to be a home run selection for the Dolphins. The Dolphins, before Jamar Chase becomes the home run pick or the selection over Kyle Pitts or a player that I would strongly advocate for in front of the Alabama kids who have more chemistry and experience and win in a way which is more friendly with what Tua Tagovailoa showed in 2020, the Dolphins have to ask themselves, what is going to fix that issue? Is it the receivers, or is it Tua? And if the answer is Tua, then the case for Chase is boosted immensely. And there will be other teams, specifically Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, and other more experienced quarterbacks who understand what open looks like in the NFL, which will covet Jamar Chase because he has the athleticism, he has the production, he has the young breakout age, he has the ceiling to tap into, he has the room for improvement. And I don't envy the Dolphins for having to make that decision. If they do make that decision, and Tua Tungvaloa does not change in 2021, I don't think that bodes well for the long-term forecast of Tua, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I do think it will be very telling if the Dolphins have their choice of everybody, which is not super out of the question. You need a quarterback at four and you need Sewell at five. Miami will have their choice of all of them. And if they have their choice and they choose Chase... It is a testament to this team staying true to their foundational core pillars. Developing players, player development, nurturing uncoachables, and the demeanor and mentality of football players that they're looking for. Because Jamar Chase wins both of those categories unquestionably from the wide receiver prospects. That's the case for and against Jamar Chase. We've got one more of these this week. We'll start next week on Monday with the last one. we got the two Alabama kids up next, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. Hope you guys are enjoying this series. I'm certainly enjoying the deep dive and, and looking into some numbers, uh, looking into some trends, asking more nuanced questions about how the puzzle pieces would fit together. I know this is on the front of everybody's mind, so I'm going to do my best to give it as much due diligence and depth as I possibly can. Kyle Krabs, make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for listening. Hope to talk with you guys again tomorrow. Fins up, everybody.